0: Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome, welcome to this Friday, April 23rd edition of Locked On Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is a daily podcast where we talk about all things Florida Panthers. I'm Armando Velez from pantherparkway.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. You can follow the show account at LO underscore FLA Panthers. You can also follow the national show Locked On NHL anywhere you listen to podcasts and their Twitter page at Locked On. NHL pods. And don't forget the cross-check NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. And this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS app store and find one of our locked on rooms. Locker Room. Change it away. We talk sports. So last night's game stunk. There is no way to describe it. It was not good. The Florida Panthers have found their way through most of the Central Division this year, but for some reason, Carolina has been that one team, that constant, that has had the Panthers number. And for this show today for Locked On Panthers, I have here with me Alex Baumgartner
0: of the Five Reasons Sports Network from the Fifth Line Show. Alex, how are you, buddy? I'm happy to be here, but uh would have liked maybe a better performance by the Panthers for sure.
1: Yeah, after the game, I was thinking to myself after that performance, thinking, man, do we have to do this? But yeah, I I I, I messaged you, I messaged Alex for the listener saying, You still want to do it? And you know, we love this team through the good and the bad. So here we are doing a post-game show. So let's Talk about the elephant in the room about what happened. Mostly the the big standout number for this game was the power play. The Panthers go one for nine in this one. And they were just given so many opportunities by the Carolina Hurricanes in this one. And it was just to no avail for most of this game.
0: Yeah, so they're one for nine in the power play tonight. And it's not been a one time thing the entire time they played carolina i'm pretty sure they've had 3 goals in near 40 attempts through 7 games on the power play and it just it's not even getting set up they, they can't even get into the zone most of the times carolina runs the best trap against the panthers um you know florida has the most um it's the word i'm looking for You can basically tell every single time. They do the same play every single time. If you watch one game tape, they take the puck with Yandel behind the net, come right up to the blue line. Keith Yandel is not going to skate past anyone. So he'll turn, and even if there's two guys on him, the puck's going behind him no matter what. Carolina's the only team that has been able to pick up on that somehow. And they put three guys on the blue line. They put one guy in front. You know, when I played hockey, we did something similar. It never worked that way because the other team found a way to get through. The Panthers, maybe five or six of those power plays, I think they might have had like 20 seconds of zone time on each of them. Mm -hmm. They, you you play the same team seven times. Every single time I've watched them play against Carolina, I'm tweeting Carolina's running the perfect trap, but it's vulnerable. If you get into the zone, Carolina sends three guys to one side of the puck, one side of the ice. You're on the power play already, so there's always an open guy. But now you have two extra guys coming towards the puck. You're going to have two guys wide open in the slot. Florida just can't figure it out because every single time they're trying to play the same exact play. Huberto's trying to go to Yandel. It gets turned over. Yandel's trying to go to Huberto. It gets turned over. And then you kill a minute off the power play, and then you can't enter the zone. And it kills all the momentum in this game.
1: Yeah, and they're always fighting on whether to keep it in the zone too. And then there's so many times that they need to reset or Yandel can't possess and then something goes the other way. It was to the point at at one point in this one that Brandon Montour was getting some power play one minutes being that quarterback on the power play. What did you think about that?
0: Well, right before that happened, I said they need to put Forzling on that power play unit because Yandel gave the puck over gave it away three times in about 25 seconds on the on the power play they put Montour out there however Nikita Gusev I can't even blame him because I've seen Huberto do it so many times just Huberto gets away with it because he's the leading point getter on the team but Gusev threw it up to the middle once again that trap by Carolina they send two of their four players up to the blue line as they do every single time and then you have an embarrassing 2 on no. Bob couldn't do anything about it. The second you got a 2-on-0, you knew it was going in. I can't blame Bob at all for that. I don't blame Bob at all for this game. Um, Absolutely not. I thought it was a good choice to put Montour on the power play. It, it looked good for the 15 seconds they had the puck in the zone until it got turned over. It looked more productive than when Yandel was out there, at least for the beginning. Yandel turned it up in the last two power plays. Um, when we got the five on three Barky scored and then we had two more power plays after that and the Panthers a couple inches away from tying the game, um, Huberto Huberto almost had H- had a chance. I thought it was in because on the angle on Bally sports, you couldn't see Nadelkovic jump across the crease. Mm-hmm. I thought it was in, I think the BB center thought it was in the first six power plays were terrible and it took them until a five on three and a good amount of time in the five-on-three for the best player to say, screw it, I'm going to shoot the puck because I'm the best player on this team. The last two games against Carolina, Barkov's had, what, two goals in each game? I believe so. The last three? The only, guy that, the only guy that can score against them is Barkov, it seems like.
1: Yeah, and at this point, after tonight's loss with Carolina still having two games in hand on the Panthers, I've mentally prepared myself and I believe everyone should as well, that the first round for the Florida Panthers is going to be in the two or three. Yep. And the Tampa Bay Lightning are still chasing right behind the Panthers with them beating Columbus. I believe the final score was 3-1 to one with Curtis McElhinney starting in net for the Tampa Bay Lightning. But yeah, in this one, you you talk about a little bit of frustration too, with some of the unforced errors or some retaliation. Barkov went to the box earlier in it, it around the second period, I believe, I forget which time it was, after originally taking a hit from Aho. Yeah. And then he was called for tripping Aho like right in the slot. So there was also a lot of that frustration. There's also frustration in the form of Ryan Lomberg getting in not one, but two fights in this one. Just this one was ugly this one was chippy this one was a lot and if you saw in the Bally sports feed Aho and lomberg were still chirping at each other back and forth while in the penalty box that's how you know that this is and they have one game left against each other that's well, how you know that this is this is really turning into some t- some sort of rivalry if it isn't one
0: the lomberg the Lombard situation this game was so interesting because he took a penalty that led to a goal, but then he also got into a fight, which led to a Panthers goal. Mm-hmm. So I can't. Lomberg was one of the only guys out there trying to be quite honest with you. Like when I say trying, like trying to make a huge difference, Lomberg knows his role. He knows he can't score 20 goals in, in a season. He, he's on the fourth line tonight. He actually put on the third line because of his efforts in the game against Columbus. Mm -hmm. he's fighting for his playoff spot. The Panthers are going to make the playoffs. Ryan Lomberg is fighting for his playoff spot in this lineup. And he's showing that come playoff time, say they play Carolina, which is possible if they don't get the first seed. I'm already out saying the Panthers won't get the first seed. We're two points behind Carolina. There's eight games left in the season. They have two games in hand on us. Coach Q even said in the the post-game press conference, we need a win in regulation next game. Mm -hmm. so you know tampa's tampa tampa can pull out victories at the end of the season if they need to tampa tampa's figured out you might play carolina in a seven game series and you're gonna need guys who are physical um i know you're probably gonna want to mention sam bennett a little bit later but he drew three penalties tonight he was extremely physical and i said on the fifth line five r show yesterday or two days ago Sam Bennett is the guy that you need in a series against Carolina because I don't think Vincent Trocek scored tonight, and he scored pretty much every game he's played against the Panthers. Trocek looked invisible. He looked invisible tonight. Obviously, the Panthers lost 4-2 with that empty net goal going in at the end by Aho. Sam Bennett neutralized Vincent Trocek for the most part. I mean, most of the game was spent on special teams, but when it was even strength, he looked pretty good with them.
1: This year, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live. Get insight and analysis from Lockdown local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft, April 29th to May 1st. Now back to my conversation with the host of the 5th Line 5R show, Alex Baumgartner. Yeah. And I wrote a little bit about Sam Bennett for Panther Parkway, about how his contributions have been so great for the Panthers. And before tonight's game, entering tonight's game, that second line was combined for a plus 23 combined in three games together. And the, yes, you're you're right. Sam Bennett drew three, one of, a tripping, an interference, and a boarding. Those are the three yeah. that he and that boarding scared me a little bit, where if he didn't get his arms up, he probably it probably could have been a lot worse that, than anticipated. But yeah, he's putting his team in great positions to get on the man advantage. So but it was just a matter of this game was just about not getting in in the zone in this one in the offensive zone i mean and the the few times that and bob was also on his on his toes as well with so many shorthanded opportunities three only one of carolina's goals in this one were even strength two of them two of them were one of them was a shorty Power play and an empty net slash shorty because the the Carolina Hurricanes had a had a penalty towards the end of the game via Vincent Trocek.
0: You know, normally when you play Carolina for the Panthers, it's been shorthanded goals against and power play goals penalty The penalty kill is actually pretty good tonight they The, the hurricanes are second in the NHL heading into this game. Panthers were pretty good. Obviously, they gave up one shorthanded goal, but the amount of chances on the power play they had, they did pretty well for the kill. It's the power play. You've played what almost nearly 50 games this season, almost, right? Um, we're on, we have seven games, eight games remaining. We played what 48? we, We played 48. So we played 48 games. The Panthers power play hasn't looked special the entire year. When even when we had Ekblad. Sometimes it was off and on. It was like 50-50 then. When the injury to Ekblad came, power play lost everything. There was no fluidity. They didn't know what to do. The problems last year for the Panthers was I thought the power play was too centralized on Yandel getting the puck. time. When they when they switched it up to where Ekblad was the quarterback, and then Barkov and Huberto were doing their things on the end boards, and you had Hornfuss in the front, it was almost like Keith Yandel wasn't there. Now without Eckblad. Yandel is back to being that quarterback on the power play. And I'm not going to put all the blame on Keith Yandel. I'm not. Because there's nine power plays. You score once. You can't blame one guy. But as a unit, I think there needs to be some changes because you can't not convert on eight of your nine opportunities when you're playing the best team in your division, a team that you're very likely to either see in the playoffs in the first round. Or if you can get a first round win, you might you're going to see them in the second round. So, coming into the next game on which is tomorrow, there's probably going to be a change or two on that first power play unit.
1: I gotta agree with you there. And G- Gusev had a pretty bad turnover to Montour on that power play unit, but I'm 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 not I'm very high on Nikita Gusev because I think he's an extremely good passer. He he was known more as a distributor during his time in the KHL with St. Petersburg, where most of his points came via the assist. And he's had two beautiful plays, a beautiful play to Off in the Tampa Bay series. So I I think, you know, there, there's still, there still can be some, a little bit of polish with it, like his game of how he could find the teammates. And of course, like you said, Carolina plays that trap game that they know how to extend the arm or extend to create like a block, even with the stick and create something the other way like that that shorthanded goal was because nature's reached out and created something going the other way. And it just it just takes a lot of just discipline. And one thing we could confidently say about the Carolina Hurricanes is that they're extremely disciplined. They just they know how to score. They know how to kill penalties. They, they, they don't take too many stupid penalties, even though tonight was probably the exception of taking a lot of them. But they're just such a well-coached team. Rod Bredamore, his contract is actually up after the season, making 600 I don't see a reason, unless they lose badly in the first
0: round, I don't see a reason why he won't come back. Yeah, you got to give Rob Brindamore whatever he wants. He's a Hurricanes legend. He's won won a cup with them. He's completely turned around this team. For years, Carolina was like, well, they have decent players, but what what are they going to do with it? And I think Rob Brindamore, he brings that aggressive mindset to this team. The team is very, I wouldn't say young. They're kind of like the Panthers where guys are in their primes, hitting their primes, about to hit their primes. They play aggressive hockey. Like, like I said, on the penalty kill, when you're sending three guys to one side of the ice on a five on four, that takes a lot of aggressiveness. But the thing is, the Hurricanes aren't worried about what the other team is going to do to you. They're not worried about what the Panthers are going to do to them if they somehow get that puck, the open side of the ice. By the time the Panthers are thinking, oh, what do we do? There's two Canes on a breakaway in front of Bogorovsky. That's why Carolina is good. Because Carolina takes the game to you. Carolina, even strength, they don't look as good of a team as the Panthers. They haven't the entire season. I think Florida has looked equally as good as them, or maybe even a little bit better. The second it's special teams, whether that's a power play or a penalty kill, Carolina flips a switch, they step on the gas, and they take it to you because they don't want to give you time to think, which is what you have to do when you're trying to win a playoff series. And they're going to be a scary opponent for whoever they face in the playoff.
1: And this game is all about a few things. Great goaltending and how you play on special teams. And Carolina's got that. It, it, it's like, I'm not, I'm not saying it doesn't matter how you are even strength. I'm not saying that at all. But when, when you could be literally even on even strength, and you turn it up a notch on the on the power play and or the penalty kill then you are a freaking force in in this league and if this were a regular 82 game season where we're playing west teams twice a year and east teams four to five depending on depending on who you're facing you could argue that the Carolina Hurricanes could challenge for, like, the number one seed in the, in the East or even a President's Trophy. I mean, hell, they could still win the President's Trophy now even though they're playing interdivision games.
0: Well, you mentioned playing different teams in a normal season. This isn't a normal season. It's a condensed schedule. You're playing each team eight times. The, the Panthers, they had Columbus's number. They're 7-0-1 against Columbus. They're a lot better of a team than Columbus. Carolina and Florida, on paper, even on the ice, they're evenly matched teams. Carolina just figured out. They lost the first game to the Panthers, and they figured out right away. They knew exactly mm-hmm. what they were going to do. I think the second second or third game was a comeback win in overtime. It took them, a, it took them two, three games to figure it out. They're like, okay, we know exactly what we're going to do. We know exactly what the Panthers do. We know exactly how they set up. And with Sam Bennett coming in, Carolina hasn't seen Sam Bennett in a long time. Carolina didn't know what was coming from Sam Bennett. Sam Bennett drew three penalties. Sam Bennett was on the power. When they put Sam Bennett on the power play unit, the puck was moving like crazy. Sam Bennett was aggressive. Hornfist was aggressive. They didn't know what was hitting them. Carolina figured it out quickly, though. The entire season, they figured out what they had to do, and they did it quickly. Florida, same amount of games, haven't figured out Carolina. They figured out Tampa. Crazy to say that they figured out the Stanley Cup champions. You figured out Columbus, which in years prior was a hard place to win in. You lost one game in overtime or a shootout, whatever it was, to Columbus. You figured out every single team in your division, except the team you're probably going to play in the playoffs. This is what has to be going on in the minds of the coaching staff and the players. I'm expecting a different game on Saturday. I'm expecting a lot harder of an effort. I'm expecting a different power place uh, setup. I'm expecting them to work on that. It's not going to take one day to change everything, but playoffs are in about a month, a little less than that. You don't have a lot of time to figure it out, and that's the biggest concern for me. Built Bar is a protein bar that
1: tastes like a candy bar. The improved Built Bar is even deliciouser with 18 amazing flavors with six new flavors of caramel brownie. Cookies and Cream, Cherry barcia, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, Carrot Cake, and Apple Almond Crisp. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. Boat bars great for the health-conscious guy. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. And today's flavor profile is Cookies and Cream with 17 grams of protein. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. Bilt Bar has reset the promo code for this relaunch with a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. Go to BiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your next order at builtbar.com. The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey is happening now. Featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason LaConfora, and Brian Baldinger, our local experts for every team, making trades and picking the next stars of their team. And if you're a Miami Dolphins fan like myself, they have an episode out on what the Miami Dolphins did at Pick 18 in this mock draft. So search The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Odyssey is your new audio home for all sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. Now back to my conversation with the host of the 5th Line 5R show. Alex Baumgartner, let's talk. Let's talk about a little bit of the the playoffs coming up. You're going to see them again. You're also going to see a Tampa Bay Lightning team with Steven Stamkos and Nikita Kucherov coming back as well. So definitely getting that, not getting that first seed really hurts. This was going to be a bloodbath, regardless, because even if they get that number one seed dallas despite losing tonight to detroit by a final score of seven to three they're on their way catching up with their games in hand just right behind nashville nashville is has had a brilliant second half after them being rumored to be a seller at the trade deadline and nobody knew what they were going to do they got erica branson former panther but this has been the one opponent that the Florida Panthers haven't figured out and that if they were if a seven game series were to begin tomorrow I'm not gonna lie I'd be very nervous going up against Carolina
0: I wouldn't put my money in Florida if the series started tomorrow I wouldn't and the thing is we played really good against Tampa they didn't have stamp codes for a bunch of the games we played against them Mm -hmm. and they didn't have Kucherov they had injuries everywhere now Tampa's gonna be a different team once it comes to the playoffs because LTIR works wonders when there's no salary cap. So Kucherov and Stamkos are both gonna be eligible for the playoffs, on top of Savard. And then you got David Point, or excuse me, not David Savard. You got Braden Point. You got Sorelli, Sergeyev. That team stacked. Even coming into tonight's matchup, I was like, I still rather see Carolina, even after being one in one win, five losses. I still rather have seen Carolina. Now, seeing nine, if the the Panthers lost 3-2 tonight, but they didn't go one for nine on the power play, then maybe I would have said I still might rather see Carolina over that Gucherov-Stamkos, plus everyone else they have Lightning. Now, Carolina has our number. And unless I see something change on Saturday, which the effort might be different, but they're not going to figure it out in the day. They're going to have to watch a lot of tape. Luckily, you're only going to be playing one of these two teams because you're not going to get the first seed. Unless you beat Carolina on Saturday and then you want to tear, you take Tampa out twice at the end of the season, you beat Dallas, and you beat Chicago, and I think you play Nashville, who are all fighting for that fourth seed. There's no Columbus, there's no Detroit. You're fighting for positioning with teams who are trying to fight in, in,
1: in the top six currently.
0: Yeah, so it's going to be tough. So shooting for that one seed, shoot for it. You're, you might not get it. Carolina doesn't have to play Florida or Tampa after Saturday. Carolina is playing um, the teams that aren't already basically almost <laughs> clinched a playoff spot. So you got a month to watch film, watch a lot of film on Carolina, watch a lot of film on Tampa and figure it out by then
1: without them facing Florida nor Tampa after Saturday's game,
0: with games at hand,
1: with games at hand, just tells me that they can just go ahead and run with it, especially if they get a W. But here's one thing I want to talk about, about after the game, I was looking at some of what the beat reporters were tweeting before the post-game press conference started. And, I believe I believe it was David Dwork's tweet that he said that mm-hmm. it took a little while for the Florida Panthers to come out of the locker room to start yep. their Zoom session. I could only imagine what was said after that loss. the the They're they're beaten down, I'm I'm sure for tonight, but I'm sure there was a lot of swears, a lot of uh yelling maybe accountability but hey the players won't say that publicly about what really happened in the locker room especially. yeah I know
0: I know Barkov came out when I think David Dwork or someone else asked them in the press game a post game presser What well, was there a meeting why do you guys took a little while to come out Barkov said yeah we just said a couple words to each other I'm not quoting Barkov he said something along those lines but um you know it could be the energy spark you hear stories about this all the time by teams, I, I think St. Louis might have done it on their cup run. I heard, I've heard some stories about St. Louis, you know, having players-only meetings and completely flipping a switch. If there were some curse words, if there was some yelling, if there was some arguing, you know, good. Mm-hmm. That's what makes teams. You don't want to be soft. You go one for nine on the power play. I hope someone got cursed out. I hope someone got yelled at. I hope multiple guys went at it. You know, St. Louis had fights in practice and then they won the cup. That's what makes hockey teams. It's like a family
1: too you're you're especially during this COVID season where think about people like you and i you're it's funny you're just about to come back to florida uh in in a few days in in a in an open state that florida is yes I, i i wear a mask everywhere i go in a public place we get to go out and do our typical Groceries, gas station. Go to gas stations. Travel. Go to campsites if we wanted to. But the players, the players are in this hard position where they they can't really even expose themselves to anywhere. There there's tarp separating them and the fans. The media can't get to these people. The can't leave your hotels. You can't leave your hotels on the road. It's so hard for these players after out outside of getting out of the plane going to the bus, going to the hotel, and the Panthers are no exception. Every team has to go through this, and I could only imagine, along with losing to one team, how that can be maybe a little bit mentally taxing for, for one team, but the also, I believe this is an opportunity to grow together, that because Carolina is two years ahead, of uh, where the Panthers want to be because this is a team that made the conference final just two years ago. This, a loss like this could be really good because it's kind of a,
0: this team is still learning how to win. Well, you said, it, you said it best, Armando. This team has made it to the conference finals. They've made multiple playoff runs. A lot of these players' best friend, Vincent Trocek, is one of the stellar pieces of this team now. You think Huberto, Barkov, I know Ekblad's not playing, but you think these guys aren't pissed? You think they're not mad that Carolina, which is the same age group, even younger, some of these guys, like Barkov's finished, Ajo's finished, Ajo's been on multiple playoff runs. You think Barkov's not mad? Mm-hmm. They're one in, they've, they've lost six games out of seven against this team. This te- Carolina probably thinks the Panthers are a joke by now. I mean, obviously, it's a competitive league, but when you beat a team six times as a hockey player, I'm not scared going into that matchup. Now, I know they say don't underestimate teams. It's the NHL. So they're not going to underestimate them. But in the back of their head, a little bit, it's like, well, if we're in a playoff series, we haven't, we, these, these guys haven't had our number. That's probably going to motivate the Panthers a bit, you would think.
1: Think about it from our position, too, facing up against a Detroit who we finished 6 2 0 against and a Columbus that's 7 0 1. That is Carolina but we're on the receiving end of this. So like you said, a lot of tape has got to be watched that power play needs to be shuffled around. And good for Q that he at least tried with Brandon Montour as the quarterback, but hey, it didn't work the first time. You have an opportunity if they practice tomorrow to do a little bit of experimenting and and trying to figure something out so that when Saturday comes hopefully it's a win and a
0: regulation one you know if they if they practice tomorrow if they do the morning skate the entire time the entire time you have that ice I don't want any skating I don't want any um zone like five on five drills I want to see only power play setups and zone entries now they, they try they tried as you said they put Montour out for one Power play. They took Gusev off right away and they took Montour off right away off of one mistake. Obviously, led to a goal. But I was just a little curious how, after all this time, they've been running with the same guys. And the second they put new guys out there, they pull them off after one mistake. um Obviously, Coach Q knows what he's doing. He's won multiple Stanley Cups and he's going to be a Hall of Famer and he's one of the best coaches of all time. I'm not going to tell him what to do. It's just going to be interesting to see. What they're going to do going forward,
1: yeah. And if there is practice tomorrow, then I'm really interested to see what line juggles we'll see out there for the power play. But hopefully, it leads to a win. Hopefully, it they come back stronger on Saturday. Like we said, it this could be a good thing for the cats, but. Alex, I want to thank you for coming on the Locked On Panthers podcast to discuss this four to two loss against the Carolina Hurricanes. Wish we were talking about a win in this one. We've had a lot of these this season, but tonight was just not one of them. So for my listeners, for when where the can they find you and your show?
0: So you can find me on Twitter at A Baumgartner91. You can I do the game updates for the Fifth Line 5R show. Um and you can also find me on the in the box with Alex show part of the Five Reason Sports Network every Wednesday around six p.m. Eastern time I do a quick 10 minute show just recapping stuff like that. And um looking forward to the playoffs because I'll definitely be back here because this is a lot of fun.
1: Definitely and we will definitely cross paths as the playoffs come around. For sure. And thank you once again to Alex Baumgartner of the Five Reasons Sports Network for joining me on Lockdown Panthers to have this conversation about the Florida Panthers 4-2 loss against the Carolina Hurricanes. Once again, wish that this conversation were under better circumstances. Now the Florida Panthers are 1-4-2 and two against the Carolina Hurricanes this season. Saturday is an opportunity that Even though you can't win the season series against Carolina and even with a regulation win, it'll go back to being tied with the same amount of points with Carolina having two games in hand. Saturday is an opportunity to show and make a lasting impression before the playoffs start that you can bounce back from being down. And the way the season series against the Carolina Hurricanes has been a little weird. You win the first one, then you lose the next two, one in a shootout, one in overtime, and then you lose four straight against this same team in regulation. And Alex Baumgartner said it best. They, it took a little bit for Carolina to figure Florida out, but it's an opportunity for the Florida Panthers to make that lasting impression before the playoffs. So if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe. Make sure to follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore panthers. Don't forget to also listen to Locked On NHL anywhere you listen to podcasts, their Twitter page, Locked On NHL Pods, and the Cross Check NHL Show. I'm Armando Velez, signing off, and you've been listening to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.